This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love, so you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today I am joined by the brilliant Dylan Hafer from Betches. He's also the host of Mention It All podcast and the podcast Pop Alarm. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like it's a long time in the making to to be on Hot Off the Mess. (laughs) I know. It's weird because it's like I've done your like I felt that you've been on before, but you have it like it was weird. Yeah, well, I mean, we go all the way back to when you and I were just like little old nobodies with <laughs> like Instagram little, accounts. And so yeah. now that we get to go on each other's podcasts, it's like a whole new era. I know. I was like deeply, deeply obsessed with your Instagram like years ago. <laughs> and I would constantly tell people, I'm like, you have to follow this person. And like literally four people followed me at the time. So it's like they're like, please shut the fuck up. Like, you're weird. But you know, now look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We're talking about uh, Jersey season 12. We're, you know, we're oh my God. in the thick of it. <laughs> we are in the thick of it. So let's just jump right in. Jersey premiered this week. I'm personally so thrilled to have the Jersey girls back. Yeah. And it feels like they filmed a really long time ago. Like this season was just like sitting in the can for six months. So it this feels like it was an eternity ago. I It feels like they filmed so long ago. Now, are you, because the New Jersey Housewives fandom is very divided. Like, you're either a tree hugger or you're basically <laughs> Melissa, Marge, and Jackie team. A like, jack-o'-lantern, you if you will. Fall? The jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> where do you land? I, I'm like a big proponent of kind of being team nobody slash team good TV. I don't feel that strongly about like, I love Teresa or like Teresa sucks and is evil. But I do think that last season I fell more on the side of Jackie and co versus, you know, I, the Teresa and the like Evan rumor was just a tough look for me. And I couldn't really understand yeah. some people's defense of that. So the analogy thing really was hard 
to like wrap my head around that people like were defending the Gia analogy. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like this was an analogy, obviously. Like this wasn't. Yeah. Like certain people just like weren't getting it. Yeah, I think. The, and it was so frustrating. The hard thing with watching Housewives in general, but I feel like for some reason Jersey sort of brings this out of people, is that I think people are sometimes willing to ignore the reality to kind of prop up their fave. And I think that happened. Teresa gets that kind of treatment a lot where mm-hmm. I like Teresa. I think she's iconic. I think she, you know, is New Jersey in a lot of ways. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, we can call her out when she does something right. wrong and stupid and crazy. Like we can say that and we can still appreciate her and, you know, cherish her contributions. But that always frustrates me when I feel like people are so, you know, like blindly loyal to their, to their Bravo lab yes. of choice that it's like, it's more yeah. fun when you just kind of like let the experience wash over you. A hundred percent. I really feel like Jersey is that where like there's no nuance for with a lot of viewers. Like it's very like black and white. And I'm like, just because I'm being critical of Teresa doesn't mean I hate her. Yes. Or just because I'm being supportive of Jackie, I I'm obsessed with her. Like I I I like them all. I just I hate that it's so divided and it's like scary online yeah. because also I think people are just really protective of the Judice family in general because We've literally watched Adriana be born. We've watched them go through so many things. But it's like, they're still on TV. And I'm still going to be like, you know, a viewer and be critical of what the fuck's going on. Last season with the whole Gia analogy, people were acting like Jackie was, you know, accusing a 15-year-old girl of doing this. And it's like, she she is an adult. It's like she's an she gets paid. She's an adult who gets paid to be on the show and clearly has no problem kind of dipping her toes into the world of the dynamics on the show. Honestly, Gia's position now is pretty similar to Jacqueline's daughter Ashley in like the old days of Jersey, where it's like she's around, she participates. And so it's like we can we can like treat her as such, you know. Right. She's also, you know, 21 years old, and it's like There is always kind of this, like, hypocrisy that I find a little frustrating when people talk about Teresa and her family. Because it's, like, the same people that are dying to protect Gia are the same people that, like, drag Brooks Marks. (laughs) And, like, they're almost the same age. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's very frustrating to me, but I was so happy to have them all back. I don't know about this Louis character. Yeah, I... I mean, we've Dylan. just gotten so much info about him in the last, I don't know, year and a half or so. And like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think Teresa is an adult who can do whatever she wants. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it feels like she is has the blinders on real hard. And God, real I, hard. God I hope she gets a prenup. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get to that. I... <laughs> It made me laugh a little bit when she was talking about Louie and their relationship and dating for a year and whatever. And she was like, you know, it's been really hard to trust people. And in my head, I'm like, he's the first man you've you've met after your marriage. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like she went through like a dating phase. Like she literally like got divorced, was yeah. single. She said that she wasn't going out with anybody. And then she met Louie and like, that was it. It's like, maybe, you know, and Gia kind of was smart at the table where she was like, mom, you've only known him for a year. But then 
the Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen is like begging Teresa to get a prenup with Louie in the audience. He's like, please do this. Protect yourselves. And the way that these two women, Gia and Teresa, are just like, no, why? Gia's response more than anything, I was like, wouldn't all of the stuff that you've gone, that her, the family has gone through, your mom should be going above and beyond to protect everything she has. Not, instead she's going in the opposite direction where she's like, she's like, no, well, like, like, why? Why would, like, why would, like, we don't need, and it's like, oh my God, it just feels so obvious. And so, I know. in a way. I'm like, you're going to be a future lawyer? Like, you're going to go to law school? In a way, I kind of feel like, I, this is actually similar to how I feel with Sheena and Brock that I'm like, oh. that I'm like, you're an adult. You can make grown up decisions. And if it comes back to bite you, sorry, you should have made better decisions. Like, I can't quite, I can't get that worked up because it's like, you, you should know what you're doing. You should know the decision you're making. And if you still want to make that decision, like go off, I guess. But like, I don't need to, you know, I'm not going to stand here with like a broom and a dustpan waiting to pick up the pieces. <laughs> Right. And well, what made me laugh a little bit was when Gio was like, I mean, my mom doesn't want anything from him and he doesn't want anything from her. And Andy literally was like, yeah, that that I know that that's what you're saying now, but things change and you want to have that in writing. Like, why not? Like, it was just so weird. And it made me think I'm like, I don't think either of them know what a prenup is. Like, I don't. <laughs> it was so confusing to me. But. <sighs> The Jennifer of it all. Yeah. Ms. A- wow. Ms. Aiden. Wow. I, it's just, oh, God. Miss Aiden is really something else. I knew something was coming for us when I when she posted that lengthy Instagram talking about her nose job. I was like, what is going on right now? Like, why is she doing this? And then I watched the episode and I was like, oh, that's why. Okay. I have to say, I don't want to talk too much about her nose. It is what it is. We've right, all seen it. But I was at the release party for Dave Quinn's book back in the fall, which was very sad. You couldn't make it. We would have had a grand old time. But most of the New Jersey cast was in attendance, including Jennifer. And that was in October, maybe November. I don't know. Time's not real. But it was several months later after this episode that we're seeing right now. The nose still looked like that. And I'm seeing people on social media be like oh well it's just still swollen that's normal and i'm like well then i saw her six months later i mean (laughs) no i know i totally get what you're saying and like people saying that like it takes a long time to heal it you know i'm like that's not that's not healing that's like the doctor did that on purpose like that was a you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, mo- um, the motion you're making with your hand right now, it's like you're like a Nike swoosh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean. But I honestly was a little upset that Bill like didn't say maybe you shouldn't go to a doctor in Turkey. I know someone who could do it. I don't feel comfortable working on your face. Right. Uh, because also like if you don't know her and you see her and that's the result, you're going to assume that her husband did that. Because you're just like, oh, yeah. her husband's a plastic surgeon. like Yeah, I was saying this yesterday. I'm like, wouldn't you have like a referral of somebody else? Like if you didn't want to operate on your wife, that makes sense to me. But it's like, then mm-hmm. send her to like Go to your, Terry your colleague down the road who you think is respectable. 
like yeah like it just seems odd to me but then i'm really glad to hear that turn her mom made yes. up that made me really happy and to see her kids be so happy that you know they made up was really nice and then um her dad her dad is quite a character. Whenever he's on screen, it always like takes me back. I'm like, oh, I know they. That's that's a her family dynamic stresses me out just because it's like so many people and so much. So many you know, people. everybody's somebody's so always feelings. arguing, and like the sister and the brother, it always just feels like a lot. It's a lot of like a lot of drama and a lot of emotions, and like I just don't come from that world, so I don't fully understand that. It you know, I'm an only child. My family's so small. So I don't know, but Barch drops the bomb at the party and she's been, and here's the thing, Dylan, you probably know this, but at the reunion last year, uh-huh. they brought this up, right? but they cut it. <laughs> they, the editors cut it at the reunion because like they, Marge was like, you can't keep coming for me like this about cheating and having affairs when it's like, you have these skeletons in your closet. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I just don't understand. But then they cut it. And then now Marge is like, I have to bring this up because this bitch is driving me fucking crazy. You know, I understand why sometimes it's not the right time to bring something up on camera or you want to kind of cover for somebody. But Jennifer has just shown time and time again this, not even just a willingness, but like an eagerness to bring up all of this stuff about Margaret and to really like drive it into the ground, all of the slut-shaming stuff that she brings up with her, it really feels like Mm -hmm. that is her... She kind of gleefully falls back on that every time she and Margaret have a disagreement. And so for Margaret to, you know, kind of take that year after year now and then finally kind of snap and be like, you want to talk about it? Let's fucking talk about marital problems. Because, you know, Jennifer has always seemed like one of those people who is extremely willing to dish it out, but she can't, she's not quite so uh, so willing to take it. And I think Margaret kind of called her bluff a little bit and was like, you know what? No, I'm going to say what I know because it's this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. And people always bring up, you know, Margaret called her a concubine and, you know, said these things to her. And it's like, I, I actually talked about this with Margaret when she was on the podcast a few months ago. I always find it so frustrating that like, Jennifer says and does so many things and nothing sticks to her. Like the viewers don't seem to latch on to what she said. Like she repeatedly came after Margaret and called her and slut shamed her. And when Margaret was opening up about being sexually assaulted and that didn't seem to get the viewers as wound up as Margaret calling her a concubine in retaliation to that. So it was like, it's so, it's so frustrating to me because I'm like, after years of this, that's the thing. Not to mention the like final taste in our mouths in regard to Margaret's sexual harassment assault storyline was to reset the reunion being like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a strong woman. I wouldn't let that happen to me. Like that was the impression that we were left with. And it's just like. Oh, and no one batted an eye. This was handled well. No one cared. No one seemed to care. Dolores was like, what the fuck? Like, Dolores, what I find really interesting that I think gives this whole dynamic a new layer, like with the Teresa Margaret stuff, or, yeah, is that Dolores and Marge are really good friends. Yeah. Like, Dolores is a really, really good friend to Margaret and vice versa, but Margaret and Teresa just come from two different planets. Like, they don't approach things in a similar mindset at all, but Dolores is kind of able to, like, navigate that. 
I also find it really interesting that Dolores is really close to Caroline Manzo and hates Dina. <laughs> I find that dynamic oh, yeah, to be very it, interesting. I'm like, get Caroline on the on, on the show. Yeah, Del- didn't Dolores like recently say that she would like Car- for Caroline to come back? Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm not. I've never been somebody who's like, ah, oh, like bring the Manzos back because it feels like the show has changed so much since. since they were in the picture and also i don't think dina would ever do it and she shouldn't um but that is like interesting because it really brings it back to you know dolores and Teresa are kind of like the spiritual ogs in the sense of that dolores was around in Teresa's life at that time and obviously so was caroline so that would be that would be such a like seismic shift in the you know Mm -hmm. because like Jackie and Jennifer feel so far removed from that. And I like this, the cast has been so solid now for four seasons that it's like, it's hard to imagine, you know, we've brought in kind of like the new friend of like, you know, Michelle was a flop, Tracy jury, jury is still out, but like bringing in kind of like a heavy hitter new person is something that they haven't done in such a long time. And I'm like, I don't even know how it Mm -hmm. would work. I definitely think there needs to be one more person added. I don't think Tracy is that that fit. Um, I know that people have a lot to say about her on social media. I don't know anything about this situation with her and Tiki. Like, people are like, this was the biggest scandal. Like, it was everywhere. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I missed Who it. Is he, I, I is he a football player? Like, I don't. Is he a baseball player? I'm like, oh. I don't. I don't know anything about I it. I would like the name Tiki Barber, I guess, has always like rung a bell for me. But the the situation with Tracy was not something that I was, you know, privy to. Privy. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so when she was, I kind of took what she was saying at face value. And then everybody online is like, eight, eight weeks. It was eight months. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, okay. Well, I like, I literally tweeted. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, who is this? Like, what's going on? But I, I would like to see more of Tiki on my screen. I find him to be very handsome. He is very handsome. It's always funny, like, doing this whole social media game. People want you to be outraged yeah. about something that you literally have never heard of. <laughs> they're, like, oh they're like, why aren't you bringing more attention to this? I'm like, because I didn't know it was happening. Oh, my God. One time, one time I was dating someone and I was meeting his family. And something happened in the social media, like Bravo universe that day, but I wasn't on my phone because I was with someone's like family. And I got back on my phone and I had so many angry DMs. Like, I think it's really messed up that you're not talking about this. Like, I'm like, guys, I am do, I do live a life. (laughs) No, you don't. Like, no, you don't. Sometimes, (laughs) no, I really don't, honestly. (laughs) I talk about this stuff so much. It's like my my brain is like rotted. And I love it. I've never been happier. Let's be clear. <laughs> no, I'm like constantly like arranging my social plans around like, oh, uh, well, like Sunday, I really need to be home by nine. Uh- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like Sunday is Salt Lake City, but soon it's going to be Real Houses of Atlanta and Married to Medicine. And then Mondays I have like summer house and then i have new jersey (laughs) i need to know when i i want like a timeline for atlanta because candy's show is starting in a few weeks and then like it seems like they've still been finishing up filming for atlanta but maybe they'll get it out quickly like i don't i need like an update i don't know i know married to madison like just wrapped yes I saw um, that. I don't know about Atlanta. I feel like they're still filming. They were just in Jamaica like a week ago. 
So may I mean yeah. that might be they're probably close to the end, but like have still, you been? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna take a sharp left here because it's just how I run this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is like it, there's literally it's a stream of consciousness constantly. Did you watch Porsche Family Matters? I watched the first episode. <laughs> when I tell you that, I don't know what the fuck Portia was thinking by doing this show. I mean, it's wild. You got to get your eyes on it. It actually is kind of like... It's insane. It makes me sad how quickly Portia's standing in the Bravo universe went downhill. Because I think she was one of my favorite housewives on Atlanta. And then... She was like the the face of Bravo. And last season, she had like it was like a little bit of a tough season for her, but like not even, not even like that bad, just kind of like not her best. And then I think really that whole Simon situation just felt so like messy in a way that just like shouldn't have happened. You know, like it, it all well, f- felt so yeah. rough. And then the show, I mean, again, I only watched the first episode, but like every time I heard about it, it was just like, girl. Okay. It had it had hardcore Porsche stands like in a tizzy. They were like, who is this? And I'm like, you guys were bamboozled by this woman. She made you think that she has grown and she has like done all of these things because she was always going up against Kenya. And mm. Kenya is like one of the most hated polarizing women on Bravo. So to have Porsche Family Matters airing kind of at the same time slash right after Ultimate Girls Trip where Kenya became like beloved and then also she was on dancing with stars like she's had her peak and Portia's not yeah it's very crazy. yeah kenya really has had maybe the biggest sort of like positive moment she's ever had in the last you know ever. six months and Portia kind of was on an opposite trajectory i'm curious to see if a return to atlanta is in her future at some point or if you know like From a Bravo perspective, I feel like a year ago they would have said Portia can do whatever she wants. But like now would they even want her back on Atlanta? Like, do they need her now that they're bringing in Sheree and Marlo's getting a peach? It's like we really could be looking at a different Atlanta vibe that wouldn't really that Portia wouldn't really add anything to. It's hard to say, but yeah, I know it's crazy. And I think people were just disappointed with the whole Simon thing because I think they thought Portia was a different person. And had grown. And then to see that. And then also the, like, she quit Dish Nation and she quit Atlanta. Like, it just felt like she's giving up a lot for this man who was married to someone that she knew and filled with. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back and we'll talk Miami. Amazing. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. 
Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. All right, you guys, we're back and we're going to talk Miami. How happy are you that Miami is on? Oh, I love it. It's great. Every It's like my Thursday morning treat. Uh, yes. I am really enjoying it. I hadn't ever watched the original seasons until like this fall leading up to when I knew it was coming back. So I kind of had, I had like very blank expectations. I feel like I enjoyed some, like I thought it was pretty enjoyable to watch the old seasons, but you know, when you take eight years off, you just don't know what to expect. Right. And I really have been just so consistently entertained by them this season. And I feel like they did a great job balancing the returning cast members with the newbies. And I think it's, it was weird when they announced that Marisol and Adriana were going to be friends, but then I think it's worked out really well. And it really just, it feels like a very complete package in a way that I've enjoyed. And I feel like I have, even if not every episode has been like explosive and incredible, I feel like overall I have very few complaints about the season. Yeah. I feel so entertained watching it. I love Every woman that's on the show for different reasons. And for some reason, there's such a lightness to it, even though there's a lot of like heavy stuff going on. Like I still feel this like this energy that I just I'm missing in other franchises right now. And I just I mean, overall, I think Housewives is in like a really great Mm -hmm. spot. Like lately, we've been getting really good seasons. We've been getting really good TV. But Miami is just like hitting out of the park every week for me. I I, I never want to stop watching them. We've come a long way from a year ago when it was like, Dallas is flailing, OC was bad, <gasps> New York is going to be a mess. Like, we are definitely in a better place now. <laughs> we, hit a, we hit a rough spot. It was bad. Yeah. But no, it is really great right now. And I think, I mean, I would assume that Miami will get picked up for another season. And oh, for sure. I am like genuinely excited to see where this cast goes because I think there's a lot of potential and I I don't know if you know the three new housewives in general I I'm liking all of them I think Nicole is probably to me the strongest in terms of like housewives potential yeah but I I mean I think Julia is like a fascinating weird character um Gertie I think Gertie I think also has potential I think she maybe has it's she's had like less of an easy time than Nicole kind of finding her vibe in the group. But I think she is a really interesting person and she seems down to be a little messy, just maybe hasn't had that many opportunities this season. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I like the cast a lot. I feel like with Gertie, she hasn't been around the group as much as Nicole has. And I don't, maybe she, maybe she has, but hasn't had, like, as many moments as Nicole. Um, I also feel like Gertie doesn't have a lot of, like, drama in her life. Like, what she's doing right now is, like, they're good things. Like, she loves her husband. She loves her kids. She loves her job. She's throwing this event together. Like, she has that. Mm -hmm. But, like, Nicole has, like, a very strange relationship with her dad who went to prison when that character walked into that restaurant. That scene was wild. That was insane. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was like, who is this man? It was like, I think I love him, but I hate it. It was like a, a bizarre, entertaining scene. But then you're also left with this aftertaste of like, this is like deeply sad for Nicole because she is so sad. She has 
obviously been through a lot with her parental situation and has really put herself out there to say, I'm going to go back to this place. I'm going to give him another chance. And for her to be left so empty handed at the end of that, that it's like, Mm -hmm. there's no better relationship. There's no, you know, we're going to work on it. There's no, maybe we'll see each other next time. It's like, it was just a total bust. And I, I really did feel for her. Um, Thankfully she has, you know, a PJ that she can hop on for brunch and a Rolls Royce that she can, drive around in and a beautiful house. Yeah, the Rolls Royce SUV is uh, really (laughs) something. There was a point where I felt like for like three episodes in a row, every week I was like, oh, she's like rich, rich. Oh, that, oh, her house is an architectural digest. Oh, she's like on the PJ to brunch. Like there was a few weeks there where it was like, we're learning about Nicole. (laughs) Like it's like doctor, lawyer. Oh, they make good money. No, there's like money there. Yeah, and it's not like, it's not like an Erica Jane level of flaunting Mm-mm. it. She does it very subtly, like very naturally. She just is like, yeah, we go on the PJ for brunch. And like she doesn't wear like uber flashy clothes. Like she's not Dorit who's like dressed in like monogrammed labels like where it's obnoxious. It's like you she has she has money. Yes. And she it's the kind of thing where it's like she and Lisa Hochstein basically have the same closet. But Lisa's like talking about it. <laughs> Right. Lisa is really something else. Uh, I'm honestly blown away at how much I love Larsa. Yeah. I I, I totally love agree. Her. Larsa was one where when I I had always thought of, you know, I hadn't seen the show, so I was kind of like, oh yeah, like Miami was a thing. It was like Larsa, Joanna, Adriana, like et cetera, et cetera. And I just lumped her in with mm-hmm. that group. But then when yeah. I watched the show, I was like, Wait, that's it? Like, she was only on one season that was, like, six yeah, episodes long. Yeah, she looks different. She looks, obviously. But it's, like, even on that season, she didn't really seem like... She, she wasn't didn't really like do down. much. And... No. She was like, I'm a mother. I'm not doing so this. So when it was... When the cast was, like, rumored of who was coming back, I was like, I mean, I guess Larsa makes sense, like, only because of her level of fame and, you know, her recognizable status. But, like... I right. wasn't really excited for her to like be a housewife again, but I think no, she No, I don't think anyone was. I think she has kind of in her own way really showed up this season and is like a very entertaining figure even if she's not necessarily ever going to be the most, you know, the messiest or the most down person. Like she yeah. I think she still is enjoyable this season. Yeah, I think a lot of people had, I mean, myself included, had, like, preconceived notions of who she was just based on her friendship with the Kardashians and how, like, she evolved and kind of became a Kimbot. Like, it was, you know, like, it was kind of like Mm -hmm. that. Then, like, you get to see her and, like, hear her story and, like, why she is, like, doing OnlyFans and, like, why – because she's, like, I have been a mom and, like, lived under the thumb of Scotty for so long. And she's, like – I'm over it. I want to do what I want to do. I want to be sexy. I want to be hot. I want to, like, fuck men and, like, live my life. And I'm like, good for Uh you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Sell those feet pics. Make 10K a day. Like, more power to you. Yeah, and I... um, I don't care what she's showing on OnlyFans. She could be showing her labia. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't interest me, I mean, like, in any way. But I'm glad glad she's finding that independence. Because when she was on the show before, it was very much like... I'm Scotty's wife. I just want to be like a mom and a wife and that's my entire life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm glad that she, I feel like if that's kind of how you've built your situation, then if the marriage ends, you can kind of be like, 
at a loss for what to do with the rest of your life. And it seems like she has, you know, found her purpose. And of course, her jewelry, Larsa Marie is very important to her. Yeah. (laughs) She was on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Vietnam. Vietnam. (laughs) When they, I noted, I had like noticed it the first time they showed the cover. But then when they zoomed in on it, I was like, (laughs) I, I screamed. When she was like, I got Harper's Bazaar, bitches. And then all of a sudden the editors just like cut yep. to like the Vietnam. I was like, which like oh, I you mean, guys just couldn't let her have that. Still great like press coverage, but not quite the same. Absolutely. But it's really hilarious because it was just like I wasn't expecting it. It was like a nice little treat for us. I also I just like hearing more about like her life and like her story. And I I like how she approaches situations like yeah. with the whole Nicole thing. She's like, yeah, that obviously would hurt my feelings if you said that. But like we all say th- like, what are you talking like? I don't know. I like her a lot. I was just very surprised. Yeah. It- and her ass moves. I was a little surprised by that because it looked like it wouldn't, but it did. It the Nicole situation is a little weird because I feel like a Marisol, like I don't necessarily doubt that Marisol has like heard stuff or whatever like I don't I don't think she's like lying necessarily but I also feel like she seems a little bit like obsessed with Nicole that it's like okay so maybe you heard that Nicole said something about Larsa but like why are you making it your problem I think Marisol is coming probably at it like who the fuck are you why do you get a mojito and I don't like why are you a housewife and I'm not Mm -hmm. uh what the fuck and I mean I'm gonna be completely honest here Nicole's fiance didn't really blow me away. There's something about him that I just find to be so smug. And like, I can picture him talking shit about the women. Like, I can picture that because there was a scene where they were like kind of talking about everybody. And I'm like, yeah, he probably does talk about everybody. He probably does have a lot to say. Yeah. He's a man with a jet. Like, of course, he's going to talk shit. I know. Like, I mean, about Larsa. I talk shit and I have no jet. So (laughs) I literally talk shit and I like, like, come on, I have a broom in my background. Like, I am a disaster. I have have, like a Metro card. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got a subway punch card. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, Marisol's whole, like, I grew up in this town. Like, I know everybody. I'm kind of like, Okay, like, okay, like, I don't know. It's just it's giving like Kyle Richard cosplay. Like, it's like, relax. Yeah, also, I feel like it's a little much. I feel like at least half this cast is like from Miami. So I don't know. If not all of them. (laughs) Yeah, there. I mean, Larsa is kind of the only one that strikes me as like, I mean, I guess Julia is like literally from Russia, but. (laughs) Right. But like, it doesn't seem like. No, but I get what you're saying. She doesn't have this like claim to Miami that the others don't, in my mind. Right. I'm like. I'm like, Alexia has lived in Miami for a long time. And I die for Alexia. Like, I would take a bullet, Dylan, for Alexia. This woman, I don't think would even give a shit if I was on fire. Like, I don't think she would care. (laughs) She saw my dead body just, like, roasting. She'd be like, oh, that's horrible. But I would die for her personally. Yeah. I I still have... Oh, do you not no, no, feel no, that I way? No, no, no. I do. I love Alexia. Not, I, oh, okay. I don't know because you were like I don't know if I feel yeah. like quite as strong. <laughs> that that was a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, but I, I still feel like a little bit of weirdness about the her family situation with Todd and her sons, oh. and so like okay. I do feel like we kind of got that one really, you know, wild scene that everybody oh. was talking about yeah. with the fight between so Todd intense. and Peter. I feel like since then we haven't really 
gotten that much follow-up information. And I know that she said that they, you know, talked about it and smoothed things over and everybody's doing better. And, like, fast forward to real time, like, they did get married in St. Bart's. But, like, I still feel like things are sort of being, like, swept under the rug a little bit. And it, it makes me nervous. Like, now that they just got married, like, a month ago... And I'm kind of like, okay, so what happens in, like, six months when Todd and Peter, like, disagree about something? Like, is it going to be dealt with in, like, a normal way? It just feels like a very volatile situation still. I feel like it's volatile, but I also come from a place, like, where I don't talk like that. Like, I, I hate confrontation. So, like, I think that that's truly how they express express themselves is like by getting like very heated and worked up and like, yeah. you know, Todd's from it, it, like New York, they're Cuban. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of energy and passion there. And during that fight, I here was what I struggled with with personally is I got where everyone was coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I get where Todd is coming from. I get that he's probably frustrated. And there was probably... Given what we know about Peter and his recent uh, legal situation with his girlfriend, and like, there's probably a lot about him that like we don't know. Right. And there's, pro- you know, that Todd has probably witnessed. Todd is, you know, he's got two daughters. He's probably like, oh, I don't know about, th-. like, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. No, I totally. And I think, yeah, I think obviously that family is a very complicated dynamic, and I think they tend to talk a lot about. The situation with Frankie, but obviously Peter is like a whole other can of worms that they probably don't yeah. really want to talk about. And, you know, when Alexia was asked about it on Watch What Happens Live, she gave like the most, you know, PR answer possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure Todd has feelings about that. I I don't know. I, I want to see Todd in his like natural habitat. Like I want them to like go back. What's his natural habitat? Like, New York or something? Like Staten Island? Like I want to see. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a specific place. Like- no. In a pizza parlor. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to see, like, I want I pic- next. I picture him going to the gangster lunch in Real Houses of New York, <laughs> like where they all, not well, where the, Carol shows up. Not well, bitch. The clip. Yeah. 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 I, um, That's how I picture him. Yeah. Like maybe he and Andrea can hang out a little bit. Like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his natural habitat. Oh, that. he should hang out with like John Medesian. Oh yeah, that he, that's that's his that's his boy. I can see that. Like they probably go way back. They probably grew up, you know, together. Todd is just I like just Todd it. is just like a better groomed version of John Medesian. I'm so attracted to Todd. I it's sick, Dylan. He's like sick. I'm also attracted to Terry DeBro. Okay, the thing about the thing about Todd and about Peter is that they're both like hot in a scary way. So handsome. <laughs> So handsome. I would be their mob wives. Like, I would be a mob wife for them. I would. Like, I would never rat on them. I would, like, deport myself to Italy or wherever the fuck we need to go. I would, like, go to an island. Like, I would ride so hard for them. I would, like, if the feds ever came for me, I'd be like, I don't know who that <laughs> okay, is. Okay, Renee Graziano. <laughs> yeah, I would I would be Drita. <laughs> but I say that, but honestly, in real life, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you everything. Like, did you, please don't put me in jail. Did you see those photos that Renee posted last week? Where she's like face tuned to hell and back. <laughs> Dylan, those <laughs> pictures were face tuned to a level that I have never seen. I was like, 
who is that? And then I looked. At first, I thought it was a joke on Twitter, like a yesification <laughs> type of situation. It wasn't. It was real. It was very real. Oh, my God. I just like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. It was so funny. Where do you, your final thoughts. I just want your quick thoughts on Summer House. Because Summer House is my favorite Bravo show. Yeah, I'm enjoying the season so far. Um, I feel like Summer House is one of those shows where I would not say it's one of my like top few shows on Bravo, but I I always enjoy it at like a similar level. Like I feel like it's very mm-hmm. it's very steady. Every season is it's kind of like a comfort show where it's like yeah they're always just totally. like drink, you know like drinking and arguing. Like there's not that much. It's easy breezy. It's, it's less stressful to me than you know a Salt Lake City or like a Beverly Hills. Oh. You know like it just I don't really think about it that yeah. much. I don't have to think. Yes, I don't have to think when I watch the Um, I will say the these first few episodes of the season though the Kyle and Amanda dynamic is really just making my head hurt. And especially knowing, you know, starting off this season with like the footage of their wedding that we know happened. <laughs> they are mar- they are right. currently married. And then yeah. now us having to like f- rewind in time and watch them like hate each other three months before the wedding. It's like it's a little bit of it's a little bit tough. <laughs> and I it's tough. I hope by the end of the season we can get to a place where we feel better about what's happening, but I, I'm not confident yeah. that that, that we'll get that. I'm not either. And to know that these two get married and here's the thing I root for Amanda, like so hard. I love Amanda. I think she's a really sweet, like nice girl. I, I genuinely think like sometimes that her and Kyle are just so opposite. And I always say that opposites attract, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily it's like for a long term relationship, because at the end of the day, like you want someone who runs kind of at the same speed as you or at least respects that you run at a different speed. And I don't think Kyle can understand how just relaxed Amanda is about everything because he's always on 10, like always. And then so imagine how we feel like rewatch, like watching this, knowing they get married. Imagine being them. I know. Kyle, I believe on Watch What Happens Live said like they don't, they haven't watched it. And they probably shouldn't. Or they don't watch it together. They probably don't need to. Yeah, they honestly, no, I wouldn't. I would die. Where do you land on Craig? I have like very like vanilla feelings about Craig. Like I don't, wow. I don't dislike him. Um, I think he's, I think he's very handsome. I um, <laughs> I would, if, if you will. I am so <laughs> sick of the men that come on this podcast that w- think Craig is hot. Like, I need to have, like, an intervention with all of you. I don't. You and Jarrett Weiselman, I swear to God, <laughs> when, he, when he dropped the ball, th- dropped the bomb that he thinks, like, went into, like, deep, deep discussion of how attractive he thinks Craig is. I was like. No, it's not like that for me. I just think Craig is like a, okay. I think he's like a good looking guy. I don't think he's like my, okay. he's not like my king. Um, but I. Anyway. Do you have a Bravo king? Um, Not really. No, I, I don't oh, like. Wow. None of them do it for you. Um, if it was anybody in this like realm that we're talking about, it'd be Carl. But um, oh, Carl, yeah. like tall. Dr- not like a Steve Gold? Steve Gold is too like pretty for me. I don't know. Okay. Like, I, I feel like Carl okay. feels a little bit more like a normal person. Like an everyman. Yes. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think, like, with Craig, I'm I'm happy for him and Paige. If they're happy together, if that's, like, a good situation totally. for them, go for it. This episode this past week, his, like, introduction to the Summer House world, I mean, he's been there before, but, like, the current 
in this capacity. Right. It didn't go great. <laughs> didn't <laughs> no. I didn't love the way he was speaking to Lindsay. And I didn't love the way he was speaking to Paige either. I felt like he was very I mean, I get why he might be annoyed that they're all bringing up this Kristen situation, but he seemed very dismissive of Paige's potential uh, feelings about it and was kind of like, we're fine, we're fine, nothing is happening. And it's like, no, like, if she wants to be upset about it, she can be. That doesn't mean that you're, like, automatically did something wrong, but, like, her, she can still feel some type right. of way. And like Lindsay said, she was like, it's not like these things were just bringing them up out of nowhere. She's like, they've been all over social media for a month. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm just starting shit. Like, this is the thing that's happening in real time. And like, Paige should know. Right. And it's and now Kristen Cavallari is saying that it didn't happen. Right. And which is so and embarrassing. The fact that it's, you know, these are two people that are in the public eye. And then the third person in the equation, Kristen, who's arguably, maybe not arguably more famous than either of them. It's like, it's not just like if they were hooking up and Craig had like made out with some random chick in Charleston. It's like, this is a, a whole different dynamic. And I think, like- I think Paige is very conscious of her image and stuff. And that matters to her. And so she's like, I don't want to end up looking like the clown in this situation because I was hooking up with Craig and then got like played by Kristen Cavallari. Like she does not want to right. be like that person, which I think right. is totally understandable. Um, so yeah. I'm glad to know that it seems like things kind of worked out, but yeah. also it's just kind of like, ugh. also, I just don't want to hear about Kristen Cavallari. Like, can we not? I know. I'm really like, let her live in like the nostalgia that is Laguna Beach. Cause very Cavallari was one of the toughest shows I've ever watched. I really liked season one. And then they like... Oh, I did too. Because Shannon Ford carried that show on her fucking back. Yeah. And because it was kind of like a Vanderpump Rules-esque situation. Yeah, but then it was like different. The second I heard that they had like refocused it on Kristen and Jay for season two, I was like, I'm good. And they're goats and they're fucking chickens. Like, no, that's... I was like, I hate this. Yeah. This is not why I'm watching. I wanted, I wanted Shannon. I wanted Tay-Tay. I wanted like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wanted Uncommon James uh, as the backdrop. What was the guy's name um, that they were all, like, into that had, like, a really stupid name? Oh, wasn't his name, like, Garth? Worth. It was Worth. Worth. <laughs> Garth okay. Garth was on Thank the right you. track, but, like, stupider. I was like, I... <laughs> that was... If this was Wordle, you would have gotten the last three letters in the right place. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, Dylan, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, not really. I mean, I feel like we got it all out. There. I hope Worth is doing well. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, though. It was fun. I I could talk about you know like New Jersey and all this shit for like hours. So, uh, I mean, we do. We do, and I have. <laughs> we do, and I have, and I and I want to. I have, doing and I will. I uh, tell <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer and follow my Bravo account that I run at Bravo by Betches. And then you can listen to me wherever you're listening to Hot Off the Mess. You can check out the Mention It All podcast and Pop Alarm. And yeah, just <laughs> too much content all the time. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when people ask you to name like where to find you, it's like, well, uh, this is going to be annoying. I know, it's like, well, like, <laughs> so which... much to talk about. <laughs> but, we, but we love it. But we love it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you all on the gram. Bye. Hold up. 
Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org.